You're listening to Seahawks Rewind, giving you expert analysis from the Seahawks postgame show with former Seahawks Paul Moyer, Ray Roberts, and Robert Turbin. Hear from head coach Pete Carroll and Seahawks players in the locker room. Now, here's your host, Michael Bumpus. The stat that sticks out to you the most has to be how the Las Vegas Raiders ran the football. 40 for 238 and two touchdowns. Josh Jacobs had the game-winning touchdown in overtime and a long of 86. He rushed for 229 and two touchdowns. Ken Walker was efficient when it came to scoring touchdowns. Not a lot of yards. 14 for 26. The last few weeks, the run game has been hurting this defense, and it showed up again today. But third downs as well. The Seahawks were 3 for 9 on third downs. The Las Vegas Raiders were 8 for 14. Overall, the Raiders had 576 yards of offense. The Seahawks, 372 yards of offense. Seahawks stay in the game late, just not able to wrap Josh Jacobs up to end this game or give himself another opportunity to win this thing. A tough game indeed when we return we're going to talk to steve rabel we're going to hear from pete carroll players as they step up to the podium also we're going to talk to jen mueller she's got interviews down in the locker room all that is coming up next on the seahawks radio network i am joined by the voice of the seahawks steve rabel raves this one hurts i feel like i've been punched in the chin and i fell down and i didn't get back up how you feeling yeah yeah, same way, um, you know, and, and got punched in the eye, too. I mean, it just took several body shots. This is one that you're going to, you know, you're going to think. I know players get over games quicker than coaches and everybody else, but this one that goes to overtime and then the way you lose it, uh, the inability of the Seahawks defense really to stop the Raiders. I mean, they, they ran the ball. Goodness gracious. They had 576 total yards. That's That's unbelievable. And yet you're still with them into overtime and you can't get anything done offensively. And then you give them the ball back. I just feared when we couldn't do anything and had to punt back to them in the overtime period that they were going to find a way. Somebody was going to make a break. They only have three or four players who really did anything at all today. But those three players were outstanding. Yeah, I feel you, Raves. I look at the passing numbers, and Geno had himself a really good day. 27-37, 3-28, two touchdowns, one interception. The comparison that sticks out to me the most has to be the run game. For a while, we felt like the Seahawks had the run game figured out offensively and defensively. Today, uh, we rushed for 23 carries, 65 yards, two touchdowns, efficient when it comes to scoring. Uh, but you look at the Raiders, and, man, 40 rushes, 283 yards. Is this just the result of teams watching film and figuring some things out? What are you seeing in this run game? Yeah, and, and I mean, think about it. A few games back, this defense had so turned around its ability to stop the run. I mean, it was like, it was like boom, a bolt of lightning. And the guys stopped kind of the two-gap read situation, and they just fired off the ball and, and caused havoc in the backfield. What we're seeing right now, to me at least, for the most part, guys are getting stalemated at the line of scrimmage. And, you know, without any penetration, they're just getting turned in gaps. And the offensive linemen are coming up on the second level, getting to the linebackers, and suddenly it's your safeties that have to make a play. And if they're in coverage outside, like a slot formation or, or a tight end who's widened out, there's nobody in the middle of the field. And that's what happened on the touchdown run, certainly. But there's just going to have to be a lot of soul searching by players as to, you know, what did I do today? Did I do everything I needed to do to win defensively to try to stop the run? And then schematically, 
are you doing the right things with the players you have schematically? And that's going to be something that the Seahawks are going to have to look at, but they're going to have to do it quickly because we got the Rams that we're going to go visit, and we always have trouble with the Rams. Ravens, when you uh, you lose a, a safety in, uh, in Ryan Neal, the second safety you've lost this year, how significant is that injury? Obviously, we're hoping for the best for Ryan Neal, but if he isn't, isn't able to go, what are you seeing at that spot? Well, it's just the next man up. You know, you have you have Josh Jones, you have Joey Blunt, those guys. I know they, they like Tease Tabor a little bit. I watched him at practice on Friday with the Hawks. Uh, you know, he's a guy that they picked up, and he's a veteran. He, he gets it. He knows how to play the game. But none of those guys, quite frankly, are, are certainly our Jamal Adams or our Ryan Neal. And so now what you, you know, what you're really going to have to do is find a way to keep players off of those guys. And I'm, I'm not sure how you do that defensively, but you're going to have to scheme up some things to protect those guys uh, back in the secondary, uh, as well as coming up on uh, making the play. You're going to have to guys have guys in the front seven start making more plays, quite frankly, than they made today in stopping the run and short passes across the field to give those safeties that opportunity to be that last line of defense. Well, Raves, we knew it was going to be a tough one, but we did not expect to go down this way. As usual, my friend, you get home safely, and I'll talk to you soon. All right, Bob, thanks. All right, that was Steve Rabel, the voice of the Seahawks. When we return, I'm going to get my guys involved. I'm sitting here with Ray Roberts, Robert Turbin, Marcus Trufant, and Paul Moyer. We're going to break this thing down. The Seahawks fall to the Raiders, 40-34. to 34. The more things change, the more they stay the same in football. If you can run that rock, if you can break tackles, you will control the tempo of this game. And the Raiders did an excellent job of doing that, Moyer. 283 yards on the ground, second week in a row. 160 is the number on the ground that beats the Seahawks when it comes to running the rock. These guys went for 283 and two tutties. Yeah, it's the third most yards the Seahawks have ever given up. Um, it goes back, I was actually, I've mentioned it today, one of them was back when we played the San Francisco 49ers and Joe Montana and, and Jerry Rice. And that was all the way back in 1988, and there was one in 2000. And then today, I think it's the third now, most yards we've given up. There wasn't a whole lot good on defense, um, other than we had a couple early uh, interceptions and we had a sack, and I'm thinking, okay, things are good. That's the, probably the worst pressure I've seen us have in a long time. We only had four quarterback hits in that game. Um, we, we, they were 8 for 14 on third down. I can't find anything good that we did. Um, and obviously, you can't give up an 85-yard touchdown at the end when there's just no one there. So there's obviously a bust in that. At this point in the season, I'll close it with this. At this point in the season, everybody knows your weaknesses, and you better shore that up quickly. Right. And we're back to the running game. And when your defense can't make stops, it doesn't matter how many points the offense puts on the board. It just makes it tough. It seems like there's something about the gap scheme um, within our defense that we're just not shoring things up up front. You talk about that long run, obviously, to finish the game. And, you know, that was just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in the suite with Cliff Averill, you know, and he's talking about, man, psh, missed the gap right there, you mm -hmm. know, because he, he played D-line. So naturally, you know, he's watching the defensive line when he's watching the game live, right? Boom, guy gets out of his gap. And, you know, if you go back a couple weeks and you and you and you watch our defense against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, really what they did well against us in the run scheme was those downhill runs, those gap scheme type of runs. We did well against the zone type plays, right? We were able to get penetration, boom, it's hard to move us. But for whatever reason, you get those downhill runs uh, and you're able to kind of exploit us a little bit. 
The Raiders must have seen something in that film because they applied that to their game plan today, using the gap schemes, pulling the guard around, J Josh Jacobs being able to be patient, boom, find a crease, and able to hit the holes. And, you know, they were able to just have uh, success on us on a consistent basis. And, you know, quite frankly, uh, it wears down the defense over the course of a game. And so despite the fact that we're making big plays early in the game, boom, 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 those body blows continued to wear us down. And then the big plays started to happen for them in the second half on the ground. It looked like we had some type of plan, though, right? I've seen all the motions, and you see the safeties and the linebacker. Everybody's trading, and they're moving the strength, and they're doing all this stuff. So in my mind, I'm wondering what exactly was going on. You talk about being out your gap, but it looked like there was a plan there because it looked like the Raiders, they tried to get you out of number there, but don't know if we were hitting the gaps wrong or if we were on the wrong shoulder or what we were doing there. So it's just interesting to me. I guess we'll figure I, it out. I, think, so I, don't know. I think we were. I think any time as a back, Anytime I'm able to hit a crease and I'm up to the second level where the linebackers are and then even the third level where the DBs are and ain't nobody touch me, mm. right? Right. somebody's missed their gap. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't tell on that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it up here in a bit. If I was up in the suite with Cliff Aver like you, I would have had that figured out. But <laughs> I was down time. here with the 12s hey, hanging flex. out and uh, emotionally flex. going through hey. the, the loss. But, yeah, the, the weird part about that was Jordan Brooks came in and he took it with his outs or his insights or, or he leveraged the outside. So the A gap was open on that. There was no linebacker over there, and both safeties were sealed off. I, I, I don't know. We must have been playing cover two in that situation. Yeah, yeah. I, you, you can't have something that clean. Yeah. I mean, not, not in the NFL, not this late in the season. Look, it's really going to be a disappointing loss for the Seahawks. I think two weeks ago we got it. We played a very talented Tampa Bay team. I think we're susceptible to power plays. You know, we don't play them very well. Yeah. Um, so they, they got to clean th some things up, and they will. I mean, it's a game of adjustments in the NFL. But this one, it stings because this is a game that we just didn't play well and had, still had a chance to win. And All right, uh, before we, we, we dive bad, deeper bad. into it, because, you know, Turbo ready. Turbo, stay ready. <laughs> he ain't got to get ready. We're going to pause 10 seconds to give our network stations a chance to identify themselves here on the Seattle Seahawks radio network. Seahawks football all season long on KIRO Seattle. KIRO FM HD2 Tacoma, Seattle. All right, lots to break down right here. We have fans leaving. There's a Moyer jersey leaving hey, right there. You see that 2-1 yeah, right there? That's we my, like that. That's my golf instructor there right there, Oh, man. it is. So there he is. Boyer. So you paid him to sit there and then walk away. <laughs> as, no, I let I let him have that jersey so I can get free lessons. No, I'm smart man. I'm smart man. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, uh, either, way, either way, we slice this thing, man. It's, um, it's just disappointing, right? Second week in a row, we got Ken Walker, 14 carries, 26 ah, yards, man. two touchdowns, though, right? He's putting points on the board, but you would love to see 25 carries, even if it's just like 75, 80 yards, because you know that you're moving the sticks, especially on third downs. Another week when third downs is just the nemesis. These guys were three for nine, but we got Pete Carroll stepping up. We're going to go to the podium live. Uh, we had our chances to win the football game, and I mean, they're obvious and so clear that you, you all know them, but... Uh, to give them the opportunity to stay in there and hang in there. Those guys kept hanging. Um, they've been in close games all year long. There was nothing different for them. And, uh, you know, they get the big play to, to, to win the thing, which isn't really the statement of the game, but, uh, you know, it's a good deal for them. Good for Josh. Um, 
really, this is, I'm going to go back to, you know, everything. When we look at this film, we're going to see the opportunities that got away from us that we just didn't, didn't take care of. We, we did some things that we wanted to do in the game plan on defense, uh, to try to slow down, uh, Devante and take, take him kind of real seriously. And, and, uh, we gave up way too much in the running game. We did not play the run worth a darn to, to in getting that done. And it affected, we didn't rush the passer as well as we needed to either. So, um, you know, it's, that's just what happened in this game. And, uh, you know, you got, I got to I give them credit. They they outplayed us and got their win. Um, but it's really frustrating because the, the, the game was there to be won. And, uh, you know, we the fumble that we had going in and, uh, you know, not getting the – we, we get the stop on fourth down, big stop on fourth down. We get the ball around midfield and we, we don't get a first down there. That Those, those are you – know, you can look at both ways. Everybody was involved in this thing. And we're not, we're not going to say a whole lot about it. We're not going into a bunch of detail. Uh, we'll, we'll deal with it in the next couple of days. What did you think the major issues were with defending their running game? Um, they, they, they did a good job, stayed committed to it, and, and uh, you know they had a couple big plays, a big play after the turnover, and, and then and the one obviously at the end. Um, you know that we they did a good job. Did, did the attention that you were paying to Adams and the, the game plan there did that come at the expense of like? Run defense at all. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it, we, somewhat. Yeah, we did. We, we we did a lot of stuff to to keep him out of the ball game. He remember he had those forty something targets coming in the last three weeks, and and uh, well, he probably had ten or eleven today. And uh, so the ball, a lot of the ball goes to him. And um, you know, Josh was really was terrific today. He had a great game, and, and you know, we didn't tackle him as well as we needed to, and we didn't you know we didn't scheme him as well as we needed to. Cannon, those two touchdown runs, obviously, but no other yardage and the rest of his carries. What are you seeing from the run game these last couple of games? It seems like the consistency not, not, not consistent like we like we had wanted it to be. Those guys, they did a nice job up front and, and got in the backfield on us a number of times. We really were inconsistent uh, picking things up front. Um, and that kind of running, that running output is not getting us what we want in terms of balance. That's not that's not what we're looking for. Gino threw the ball well today, and we we got you know some good yards and we you know, a lot of completions and all that, which was good. But we need the balance to to play the way we want to play, and and we couldn't find that today. It was enough to score you know, 27 points, but it wasn't. Uh, we can do better. I mean, I, I can tell you every every aspect you know of our game. We didn't do well today and well enough, and uh, um, it goes right to me. You know, and I'm the one's got to get this stuff organized so that it fits together and fits right and um, I'm really disappointed that we're, we're sitting here talking about you know a, a game that we didn't win because that was a game we should have won could have won what does that process look for you now going into the next yeah I got to clean some stuff up I've got to I've got to make sure that you know things fit well and and precisely and, and that we don't you know, we get out of balance with how much we're having to throw the football, how much we are playing, you know, for the, the throwing game on defense. The other side, I think we can balance some stuff up. And I got to help out. From a big picture, just how frustrating is it to have the line of scrimmage go their way so heavily today on both sides of the ball for you? Yeah, that's kind of what that's kind of what happened on this day. Um, yeah, it's it's no, it's really disappointing. We we don't. That's not the way we want to play. What happened with Ryan Neal there late in the game? Um, he's got an injury to his elbow, and they, they couldn't tell us what, what it was at this point, and we don't know yet. What, what were you told on, on the apparent fumble, maybe by Josh Jacobs down there at the seven? That um, they stopped the, the play for forward progress, and you can't challenge a play when they have forward progress you know, in, in involved. It means that he got hit, 
they stopped the play and the ball came out. He fumbled the ball and you know all that kind of stuff. We saw that, but um, it's just you know they have to make the the decision how to do that, and that's they, that's the way they called it. So there was no way we could we could challenge challenge the play. How did you see Ken kind of battle through the game? I know mean, he was in the tent there a couple times too. How, how did you kind of see him physically? Oh, he battled. He, he battled. He, he, he had some terrific plays, and he got hit a lot before he got going. We couldn't get him, get him started uh, consistently today. The touchdown that uh, Homer had, I know you talk a lot about him, kind of his growth, just what you see out of him on that. Yeah, it was a really nice play. It was a really good, you know, good execution to get the first down, first of all, but to finish it like that, it was a, that was a terrific, uh, terrific run for him. Man, he, he's a heck of a football player. Tough as nails, and, and he comes through whenever he gets his chances. Were you surprised they overturned the Metcalf catch? Um, the one to DK? Yeah. Yeah, I was. Um, the, both of the, the guys on the side, the, the the refs on the side, they, they saw it as a clean catch, you know. Um, I didn't see the end, the replay, and I understand they were talking about the ball got moved after he slid out of bounds or something like that. you got to survive the ground. That's 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 what they're trying to determine there. Um, they were clear that it was a catch and on the side, so they were surprised that it, it got turned. Is that a play that doesn't even get challenged or reviewed outside of two minutes, do you think? Is that something that is more common? It, 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 what do you mean doesn't get challenged? Because it was in two minutes, they went for immediately to the player review in New York, and maybe outside of two minutes, that's just, you just move on to No, I, that, it's, it's a good point because, um, I mean, they were so adamant about the catch that, I, that it, it probably never would have got to that. And uh, so in that regard, uh, yeah, we got bit on that one. P, what is the common thread Tampa Bay and the Raiders in Tampa Bay's film, and they basically run down at you, too. What's the San Francisco, New Orleans? Is there a common thread now? That you have to What's stop? different in these last two games is they stayed in regular personnel, you know, and they used the fullback. That's what both games uh more unique in, in that, than other games we play. And, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, there was that was a problem for us, again. And uh, it's, it's old-style ball you know and, and there's nothing new about that at all um it's just that it's different and we didn't adjust to it either in either of the last two weeks what did you think of Gino's game overall he had the pick and then came back and yeah we, we made a mistake on the route you know and and, and he it didn't look right and he, he probably shouldn't throw in the ball um at all and, and that one had to eat it uh, because we we erred downfield in the route and uh but other than that um and we got we got a good call on the on the the, the ball in the end zone on the uh, when we got to kick the field goal on third down fourth down, um, but he he did a terrific job again. I thought he threw the ball over the yard. He ran well. Had a huge scramble for a first down. A huge scramble to Homer for a big first down when we were behind the sticks on uh, after negative first down plays. Those were enormous plays for us in in, in the game. And and uh, he continues to, to to make stuff go, you know. And and uh, I thought he played very well. Did you see on the, the flea flicker play, the one where Hollins got, got loose over the middle? Uh, they were, they did a really good job. Hollins comes down and cracks the safety in the corner, reacts to the to the crack, and uh, you know, and then he releases. So that was it was really well executed. We had some push on at, at line of scrimmage. We were bringing some guys on that play, and uh, the execution by their end was better than ours. Um, but it it works out sometimes. He doesn't get the chance to show that block, and so the corner would stay on him, you know. But uh, it, it it was. Um, it was really well done by them. Pete, run defense is all three un three units on defense. Are you? Do you feel you're getting the push you need from your interior alignment on defense to start it off? Uh, 
it's it's not just it's not that easy you know it's not just that it's it's the fits and it's all of the support and stuff that we do from the back end as well we we have to we have to play better than we're doing in, in against the two back stuff and that's it couldn't be more obvious i mean it just it's as obvious as it gets so uh, something we will take care of anything else all righty clearly disappointed pete carroll but they will get back to work and figure this thing out Say 12s want to watch next week's game with Seahawks legends and dancers. Head to the Emerald, Emerald Queen Casino's event center on December 4th for live entertainment as the Seahawks take on the Rams. For more details, visit emeraldqueen.com slash Seahawks. Please game responsibly. All right, much more to do when we get back and I get my guys involved. We're going to break this thing down. That's coming up next on the Seahawks radio network. All right, just missed Tyler Lockett. Nice and quick one. And, uh, you know, Tyler had a big play today. Uh, had a catch for 35 yards down the sideline going towards the north end zone. And it seems like whenever you need a play, you can rely on Tyler Lockett. This offense didn't have a bad day. When you put up 34 points, you expect to be in the game, which they were in the game, but you expect to win that game. Uh, but definitely there's some things you have to fix on offense. you got to run the football more efficiently. you got to be better on third downs. Um, this is another game where you go into the field room and you're honest with yourself. What is it, tell the truth Mondays? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we yeah. telling the truth, baby, on yeah, Monday. Big time. Two Mondays in a row, Moyer. Well, disappointing because like, we are at the Rams next week, right? And that's a winnable game. All Can right. Let, that? let me go back to the podium. We got Geno Smith there now. Yep. You know, just big picture, what's this team need to do to get back on track after a couple losses? Yeah, um, we can't let it, you know, be a snowball effect. You know, reality is, is that, uh, you know, we're going from the hunter to the hunted. You know, people want to play us. And, you know, as a young team, we've got to learn to, you know, be able to go out there and win those games. Um, that's our next step in the evolution as a really young team. You know, we got to understand the moment, capture the moments, and take advantage. You know, I feel like we have plenty of opportunities to go out there and, and win that game and finish it late. And we just didn't get it done. And so, you know, um, you know, when I was in college, a coach told me about, you know, the difference between a finger pointer and a thumb pointer. And so... I've always vowed to be a thumb pointer. I'm going to look at myself hard in the mirror, watch this film, see where I can get better and, and where I can help this team win games. What did you, uh, the, the, the pass to DK that they called no good after the review, what, what did you see on that or what did you think? Uh, they ruled it incomplete. You know, it was close. Um, they called it incomplete. Uh, you know, that was one play in a, in a, a game of many plays. And so... Uh, I could have gave him a better pass, and uh, like I said, being a thumb pointer, those are the things that I can correct. Nobody's perfect. Uh, you can watch across the league. Every quarterback is going to make some mistakes. But, um, you know, I just got to be better in some aspects and put it all on me. Put it on me. I'll be better. When he got, when he got to, after they missed the field goal in the possession after that, when he got to overtime, what, I obviously got kind of just a three and out there. I mean, mm-hmm. what, what, was the, what was the issue there, kind of getting it going? Oh, we didn't execute to the best of our ability. Um, you know, like I said before, that's one of those situations where late in the game we have an opportunity to go out there and, and uh, you know, get a win. And obviously uh, we, we didn't get it done. And so we've got to, you know, look at ourselves and figure out what we have to do better. And, uh, you know, I look forward to that. What happened on the interception, Gino? Uh, it's the interception. Bad pass. Can't happen. How about the fumble? Uh, that's on me. My fault. 100%. You were trying to pull that back, right? Yep. When the team 
realizing we have the opportunity to seize the moment, a young team like you're talking about, is that something, what do you have to do as a leader in a collective way? Yeah, we just got to continue to uh, learn from these things, you know? It's all, it's all a learning experience. Um, that's what it is. And so, like I said, we all can learn from it, not just the young guys, all the guys on the team, coaches included. We all got to learn from it, um, look at where we can be better and figure out ways to win. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, everyone watches sports, you know, ESPN. I mean, everyone watches what we do out there. We make a lot of great plays. We got great players all over the field. Um, you know, I know coming into the season there were um, different expectations, but seeing what we have on this team, I believe that we can do a lot of great things, and I think everyone else can see that as well. Um, so we, we have to own that, you know, accept that for who we are because we are great players and we are a great team. Um, you know, we lost two games in a row. Uh, it's not the end of the world. We lost one game today, uh, but we got six more ahead of us. And so, like I said, we got to learn from that because we're going to be in these situations again. And uh, I'm really looking forward to that, you know, being in that situation and uh, seeing how we can overcome those things and, and, and get back on, on the winning track. The touchdown to Tyler, you're, you're letting that ball go while he's still, you know, hip to hip with the cornerbacks. How much faith do you have in him when you throw the ball he's going to make the play? Oh, uh, yeah, I've got a, a ton of faith in Tyler. Um, those are things that we practice, uh, you know, day in and day out um, since training camp. And, uh, you know, we just got to continue to make plays like that. Like I said, we got great players all over the field. Um, Tyler Locke is one of our leaders, uh, an established player in this league. And uh, he's a guy who's going to win those more, more often than not. You've been a struggle to run the ball, obviously, the last couple of games. Is there a common thread there that, that you've noticed? Um, you know, I, w I would have to go back to the film and just see exactly what, what it was. Um, but I, I can say, you know, in hindsight, it's just execution, uh, whatever it is. You know, it's just execution, and it takes all 11, uh, including me. So, you know, like I said, I'm not going to look at, at anyone else, uh, really just looking at myself and what I can do better to help that up. Anything else? Thank you. All right, that was Geno Smith, the leader of this ball club, clearly handled that situation and took accountability, um, took accountability for the mesh, took accountability for the throw in the end zone, just said, look, it's on me. And uh, it's kind of what I like to see out of a quarterback. Even if you don't really think it's on you, you're the quarterback. It's on you. Well, he says all the right but things. But you know what? Another guy who's going to keep it 100 with you, Quandre Diggs, is at the podium right now. Mm -hmm. Start a game like that, get that first pick early on like that, just set the tone. Yeah, I've been there, done that. I did that, scored a touchdown to first play of the game. So I've done that before. Need to do something new. I need to score again. Just the frustration today and the inability to stop their run. What can you say when you move forward from there? I mean, we got to fix it. I mean, everybody's going to expose it if we don't fix it. I mean, we fixed it for a little bit, and, you know, I mean, it shows his head again. So, I mean, at the end of the day, if we don't stop the run, we're not going to be able to do anything. So, um, I mean, it starts with everybody. You mentioned sort of the three or seven heading. I mean, what, what are you seeing that's uh, kind of causing your pressure? I, mean, I don't know. I have to look at the tape. I mean, I just finished a five-hour game, so, I mean, I, I kind of want to give myself a break, but... Um, Got to look at it, get it fixed. I mean, we'll figure it out tomorrow and go from there. Is it familiar or similar to September when you talked about having you know, the run defense and the defense in general fixed? Is it like the same issue? I mean, I thought we fixed it, you know. So um, 
I just have to look at it. You know, it's not lack of effort. You know, I think um, we just got to figure it out again and figure out that that niche that we had for a while there and um, get it fixed fast. You know what I mean? Because teams are going to see that. And um, when they see that, I mean, they're going to be eager to run the ball. So um, for us, we got to get those stops. And I'm not down on anybody. I'm just saying we got to get those stops. And um, we had some good stops today. And we just got to be more consistent with it. What gives you the confidence that We've done it before, you know. I mean, um, like I say, it's not lack of effort. I know, you know, everybody has their head into it, and everybody wants to get it done. So, um, I just think at the end of the day, you know, we gotta, we gotta bring it, and we gotta bring it in practice, and um, can't have no laws. I think when you have a little law like that, you know, and you get, you get complacent a little bit, maybe, and you know, you think you got it fixed, and you know, teams find new ways to expose it. So. Um, we just got to see what teams are doing towards now. Thoughts on the play Cody made on interception? You say what? Your thoughts on the play Cody made on your second interception? Hell of a play. You know, um, we knew we were going to get that play. It was the same play Tampa hit us with um, the week before. So um, just knowing Josh McDaniels and Tom been together for a while, we knew that would be a play that would come up. And um, our coaches prepped us for that. And, you know, we were able to make a great play. And heads up play by Cody, you know, to, um, to understand, you know, it's – the pop pass, and he didn't have to get, you know, run up on the run. And, I mean, he had a heck of a play in tips and overthrows, and, you know, it was just one of those ones I went and got, and um, I think it was it was pretty cool. What did you see on the, the game when it touched I mean, shit, I seen him running touchdown. I mean, shit, I don't know. I got to look at it. So, I mean, we'll see it um, when, I, when I had an opportunity to look at it later on. Pete said he, you guys were paying a lot of attention to Devontae Adams, and he thought that would have maybe some things elsewhere. Did you? I mean, did you feel like that was an issue? Or I don't know. I mean, if that's what Coach said, then I mean that's kind of what it is. I, I have to look at the game. I mean, I'm when I'm in the heat of the moment, I can't tell you exactly what's going on and this and that. All I, you know, I kind of rely rely on the coaches to um, tell me what's going on. And, you know, if that's what Coach seen, then that's what Coach seen. I'm, you know, um, you guys know how much respect I have for coaching. That's what it was, and that's what it was. All right, that was Quandre Diggs, man. How did they? Two interceptions today and kind of set the tone to get things going. Hey, give your best gift yet. Create unforgettable memories this holiday season with the Seattle Seahawks. Check out game day experiences with pregame sideline passes, club access, post-game field goal kicks, and so much more. Get your experience now at Seahawks.com slash game day experience. Okay, when we return, we're going to break down this game even more. The Seahawks fall 40-34 to to the Raiders. All that's coming up next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Disappointing loss, but I think before the game, we all knew that this wasn't going to be an easy game. Uh, you watch the film. You see the weapons that they have. You see that Josh Jacobs, before this game, was second in the NFL when it comes to yards from scrimmage, about 1,181 yards. So we know that he can get his, and he had a day. I'm going to go on a limb and say this is probably one of his best days in the NFL as a pro <laughs> with uh, 229 yards on the ground and two touchdowns. If he had a day better than this, then uh, good for him. Oh, he had 303 yards because oh. he had 74 yards receiving. Mm. I don't know mm. that, but I did the quick little uh, fantasy football thing, and it's pretty close to 50 points. Goodness gracious. Yeah, that's a lot for this fantasy league guys there. So, yeah, that's a, a record day. And if you if you give up 280 yards rushing, man, you're not going to beat very many teams in this league. And 
you know, I, I'm really curious to see what they do. You know, th- it's been a battle. We thought we fixed it. Do you go back to more of a four-man front, you know, with the big guys? I mean, that last play there was just, you know, again, an ISO type of lead play there. They had a fullback in the backfield. It was probably a tight end instead. And, you know, you got to know how to play that And in, in versus a 3-4. You know, your one linebacker, flow comes you. you got either that B or C gap. If it goes away, you got to go all the way over the top to the other gap. Yeah. And, and, and Jacobs gave him just a little freeze like he was going to cut it back, and then he hit it straight ahead. I don't know if that was designed or just really good play by him, but we got some corrections to do. A lot of the time, I mean, Turbo can speak to this better than I can. It's all feel, man. You feel it, you have your point of attack, and then you adjust turbo before I get your response to that. I'm just going to rile off some stats that Josh Jacobs did today. He is the fourth player in Super Bowl in the Super Bowl era with 300 yards from scrimmage and two touchdowns in the same game. First player since Adrian Peterson in 2007. I was playing my last year of college football mm. at that point. Josh Jacobs finished with 303 scrimmage yards, the most in a game in Raiders franchise history. And like you mentioned, Moyer, 229 on the ground, and he had six receptions for 74 yards. Needless to say, mm. Turbo, my guy had a day. He had a day. And, you know, over the course of a football game, um, you know, fellas, it becomes a chess match with, with the running backs. And the really, really great ones, man, are able to purposely – set up, you know, linebackers, defensive linemen into, you know, kind of baiting them into where they want you to go, knowing the whole time where they actually want to go with the play. The really good ones, you know, it can happen naturally. It's feel. Uh, but, you know, listen, over the course of a football game, like, you know, I can I can run a play. You know, I can run that ISO play like they, like they did at the end of the football game, and boom, I could be hitting the A-gap, you know, all through the first half on purpose. I can, I'll, I'll purposely miss an open gap just to make you think that that's where I want to hit it every single time. And then, man, when that big play opportunity presents itself, oh, yeah, I'm going to act like I'm going to hit that A, and then, boom, I'm going to jump out to the B or then uh, to the C gap. And, you know, give Josh Jacobs credit right there. Uh, you know, he really set that up. And then as it pertains to the chess match, there's a lot of times where, you know, you, you see running backs run a play to the right side, cut it back to the left. A lot of that is due to reading the linebackers. You know, I used to have this conversation with Marshawn Lynch all the time because as a young football player, I would keep my eyes on the defensive line. And that's what I wanted to read. And that's where I wanted to base my cuts off of. And he taught me how to read linebackers. And if a linebacker is scraping too quickly over the top, well, guess what? That cutback lane is there for me now inside. If he stays disciplined, well, we won't call it discipline, but if he stays to his side, well, that lets me know, boom, I can keep it front side where we have the advantage, which is where we want to go anyway. Uh, and so it becomes a chess match over the course of a football game. And, um, you know, Josh Jacobs in this, in this Raiders run game, you know, they won. They won the chess match today. Yeah, man, for me... Turbo, after everything you just said there, it just lets me know defense is a game, especially in the trenches down there. And that wasn't my, um, you know, I don't want none of that smoke down there. I don't (laughs) want none of that. I don't want to smash mouth football. But it comes down to being in the right spot and knowing your role. And you're not always going to get the – you're not going to get the – you're not going to get the reward. You're not going to get the applause. But if you're in the right spot, 
that you know the running backs are reading and they're making these cuts and they're doing all this stuff. If you're standing there and you're right in his face, then you stop a play like just happened at the end of the game. Everybody has to be in the right spot. It's not mm-hmm. going to be a super play, but if you're just standing there and you're in the right spot and you do that consistently, that's what good defenses do. To take chances and to do stuff like that, I know it happens and you make plays and you're able to celebrate, but there's something to be said about consistency. Yeah, and the other thing too, fellas, is you know we talk a, lo- a lot about technique, you know, and you know a lot of times you know we're seeing it throughout this football game. We saw it a little bit during the Tampa Bay game is – you got to play with your hands. Your coaches say that all the time. Hey, got to play with your hands. And we're playing with our shoulders right now. And what that does is it allows blockers then to, you know, really capture us and take us where they want us to go, opening up those lanes then for their runners. Uh, and that's something not only from a discipline standpoint, true, that we have to correct, but also from a technique standpoint as well. Here's some positives. Y'all ready for some positives? Let's do this it. This is Bob. positive. Let's some do positives. It. You know it's all I mean? positive. Conversation. This is good conversation. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Trying to teach the listeners what's going on in the football game. Nothing major. No, no. I'm going to give you some positives, though. Okay. You ready for this? All right. Hell, Devontae Adams is 74 yards on seven receptions and 11 targets. My guy had like over a buck 20 the last couple of games. All right. Quandre Diggs had two interceptions. Geno Smith had a decent day 27 37, 328, two touchdowns, one interception. Walker had two rushing touchdowns, and D.K. Metcalf passed Steve Largent and Daryl Jackson, and now is second for the most receiving yards in the players' first four seasons in Seahawks history. So, yeah, there's a loss, man. There's some things you got to correct. But it's a numbers game, and some numbers were uh, met and surpassed during this game, Paul Moya. Yeah, I'm, I really, I I want to I want to screw so through tough, this post game show and go home and watch the game yeah, again because right, I really right. want to correct this and you know those who are out there today are saying how do you give up 289 yards or whatever they rush for? I always said when I was coaching, the hardest thing in the world is to stop the run. And people are like, oh, it's easy. No, it's not. I mean, there's so many. You need all seven guys in the box doing exactly what they need to do. Um, on that last play, as you were describing it, simple play, guys. It's a simple play, something you've seen a thousand oh, times man. in your life. But if the defensive end or an outside linebacker happens to jump outside the tight end and widen that and you get washed a little bit with your nose, which that happened, and then they got a lead with the fullback, and now you got a uh, Jordan Brooks trying to cover about an eight-yard space and close that hole down, and you've got to have your out other linebacker come back over the top, and if that doesn't happen, that's fine. It breaks through. you got two safeties that should have converged on that, but they saw one thing. One guy got blocked, and all of a sudden the guy's untouched. And I, it's not that simple is the problem. And and they've got some work to do because you better shut the running game down. You cannot go to the playoffs if you can't shut the running game down. That's what they're going to be emphasizing all week. You know, from a schematical standpoint, you know, we talk about, you know, the three down linemen, the three, four. And, you know, you guys play defense, so correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, I believe, you know, a, a, a more of a four down lineman type of look kind of frees up linebackers a little bit more to be able to run freer and make plays. In a 3-4, they have to be so much more disciplined and physical as it pertains to, you know, filling their gaps. I mean, and it's just like, man, one person, and you mentioned it off air, true, like one person uh, not in their gap can really open up huge lanes. Um, and that will, that's what we saw today. You know, we're talking about Josh Jacobs in the game that he had. I mean, 
Zamir White, Abdullah oh, yeah. comes into the game. They ran the ball just as efficient. So certainly if there's one glaring need, and we talked about this even before the game, you know, like, hey, you know, what's the one glaring need, you know, for us? Paul, you talked about pass protection, and it that was one of the needs, especially on critical third down uh, situations throughout that football game. I thought we were going to be able to put pressure on the quarterback. Uh, and yeah, we that didn't, was disappointing. Yeah, we didn't do that on cases. But I heard a fan, you know, I'm watching the game, and, and Derek Carr, you know, completes a you know, third down pass, and I heard a fan say, man, he had time to make a sandwich back there. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and and it, was, it was jokingly, but, you know, but when you look at it, it's just like, you know, come on, fellas. You know, we're not – yeah, we're, we not, we're not collapse. getting close. We didn't even collapse the pocket. Because I thought there was times we covered pretty well. But you can't cover for four seconds. And uh, we just didn't get a lot of on the edge. And then, you know, Puna Ford after that, uh, I, I thought things were looking good, man. We get an early sack. We mm-hmm. get two interceptions. I'm like, it's going to be a day for the defense. Yeah. Um, but you know what? As, as bad as it feels, again, you're never as good or as bad. It we we bad. know that. it feels. But it still comes down. I mean, we talked about the first half. We drop an interception. In the end zone, it ends up costing us seven points. We drop a seam route by Will Disley, who's had an unbelievable year. Right. Instead of a score, we got a punt right after that. We get a first and goal inside the five. We got a lineman downfield. Now we got to kick a field goal. That costs right. us four. We throw an interception. Next play, they score a touchdown, seven points. We miss a fourth down, missed tackle, which would have been, been huge. Those came out to 24 points in the first half. And those are just plays that just make the plays. And this is a game. The NFL is we can we're slicing dice and we're X and O and hey you got to squeeze a hole and that you got to be able to man just make the plays that come your way and you win this game. Hundred percent. I like it. You got it, Bump. Well, yeah, man. I was just gonna jump in and say that. Yeah, it, 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 this is a tough loss, but. In the NFL, there's ugly games that you just got to find a we you got to find a way to win, and you just rattled off a bunch of uh, plays, Paul, and turnovers and stuff. It should have helped us. It kept us in the game, right? And we had chances, we had opportunities. Of course, um, we talk about the missed field goal and everything down there towards the end. We just got to find a way to get through it. So it's not all bad. I don't want the listeners to think that we're just going in the tank, right? But we got to find a way to win a nasty game, right? That, it shows the maturity of the team. Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. And, we, and we almost did. Right, I mean, yeah, there was a close. game that I didn't even – look, we put 34 points on the on the board. Did it feel like the offense played well today? Not really. Right, right. No. You know, I mean, Gino made – after he started off two for six, by the way, he finished 25 for – 31 the rest of the game, pretty good. And he made some, some good throws other than that one interception. Um, it just didn't feel like we had anything in sync. You know, I yeah. couldn't get – and it partly is couldn't run the ball. Couldn't run the football. Two weeks in a row, yeah. couldn't run the ball, and we couldn't stop them from running it, and that's what it makes feel so bad. Well, not for a moment did I – you know, anytime our offense got the ball back, especially in overtime, fourth quarter even, not for a moment did I think we weren't going to go down and score. You know, like, and that's the kind of confidence. I mean, we were playing well enough from, you know, to believe that in our football team. Like, hey, listen, you know, maybe everything is not sharp, but I've, I feel like we we're still going to win the game. You know what this game makes me feel like? Like when I looked at my 401k plan on Friday. <laughs> it is down and it hurts for the year. But here's the deal. I believe it's going to come back. Okay, just stay the course. Stay the course. Stay yep. the course. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Say 12s, come experience the latest fan ovations at Lumen Field on Seahawks game day. The Seahawks just installed new district markets powered by Amazon. Just walk out technology. 
You can grab a snack and a drink and get back to the action in no time. Check out the latest updates at lumenfield.com. All right, lots more to do when we get back, man. We're going to figure this thing out. This is our therapy session, okay? We're going to talk you guys through this and make you believe that there's a light at the end of this tunnel, okay? That's coming up next. Seahawks fall to the Raiders, 40 to 34. My voice is still raspy. I was in Pullman last night watching my Cougs take that L. I know you're not talking, Turbo. I, <laughs> I know you're not talking. <laughs> we got beat too, okay, Boise State. <laughs> I'm saying, acting like y'all just going to the y'all y'all see y'all college football playoffs. <laughs> what y'all doing over there? Well, oh, man, man. Uh, can we come? To- you know what? That was a bad PI call. <laughs> It was. You, it was. He, 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 you you can't was. go up and go get the ball? Hey, he, he just out. I ain't going to lie. I watched him. a little bit of the Apple okay. Cup. Had some apples, too. <laughs> Turbo stop, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I had some apple pie. I had some apple cider. Had some cider. Cider, yeah. I had all the apples. <laughs> Fritters, too. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, sir. All right, so uh, let's let's get back to the, the issue at hand, huh? Right. It's, uh, it, it's the Seahawks. And it's a defense mechanism. I'm heartbroken. I feel you. What what I'm seeing already, I'm looking at the text lines and I'm looking at Twitter and they're writing them off. And what? honestly, honestly, it's a it's a natural reaction, right? You just lost to the Raiders. What are they? Three and something now? Four, four and, now. Four and something now. Yeah. Um, four and seven. Uh, they got some bad losses. They're giving up some leads. And I get it, right? Uh, but this NFL, this is going to be tough every single week. And we were trying to figure out, okay, why is seven catches for 74 yards a positive with Devontae Adams? Because this dude is like the best in the game, one of the best in the game, right? One of four, three or four guys. Uh, so they handle business there. But it, it just comes down to Josh Jacobs. And Josh Jacobs has been having a good season on the low. Like no one's talking about Josh Jacobs, man. Like I mentioned, going into this game, Second all uh, all time this year uh, from uh, from scrimmage when it comes to yards, receiving and, and rushing the ball. So we knew this was going to be a tough game. But I think Moyer kind of painted the picture the best, at least for me, is that it came down to just doing the things that you've done well all year. And you didn't do that today. You weren't good on third downs. Uncle Will Disley dropped a wide open mm-hmm. pass. He was in the nude, naked, by himself, <laughs> yep. and he dropped that rock right there. We got bad angles on defense. We thought we got rid of that during the preseason, right? Bad angles on defense. So we talked about a rookie wall at the and during the pregame show. Is there a wall that, that a team hits, a veteran wall, uh, uh, a three- or four-year wall? Like, what, what are we seeing right there? Make this make sense to me. Well, I, I ain't play as long as y'all. So – Make it make sense to me. Well, you played, though, so give yourself some love. and We're going to give you some flowers because you was good. <laughs> I like a turbo. Pick him up when he's turbo. down. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. Um, oftentimes, a bye week can cause a lag in a team. Bye week is good. It allows you to recover. Boom, boom, boom. But it can also, the negative effects of a bye week, can take you out of rhythm a little bit, right? You get this flow going, you have this flow, and then all of a sudden it's it's paused, it's stopped for an entire week. You go home, you do this, you go to Mexico, you go to this place, boom, boom, and you take your mind off the game for a couple of days, and, you know, it, you think to yourself it's not going to make a huge impact, but naturally, you know, 
the body just doesn't come back and react the same. You know, you don't get that same twitch, uh, you know, in, in, in your game. And, you know, I did, we did the pre pregame score predictions and I, and I picked us to win 33, 26. And, uh, you know, I remember, you know, sitting up in the, in the broadcast, uh, booth with y'all. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I was with y'all and, and Babs, I told Babs with my prediction, he said, man, you got the Raiders scoring 26 points. And I said, well, you know, sometimes a bye week can just kind of, ah, just kind of get you. It might take us a little while for us to get going, you know, a little bit coming off the bye week and getting into a game where all the bullets are flying. And so, you know, that that can be the negative impact of it. But I, I don't necessarily feel like there's a wall at, at all. And I, and, I, and I feel strongly about us bouncing back next week. Well, and I think the other thing is, look, we, we're, we're in tune to the Seahawks, right? Baltimore lost to Jacksonville today. Mm. Um, Tampa Bay lost to Cleveland today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is a tough league, and there's a lot of really smart coaches out there, as much as sometimes we don't think there are. Matter of fact, Jossie Boy, who is uh, the professor used to call all the time Josh McDaniels, Jossie Boy, Joshy Boy, he always said, he made some of the biggest bonehead decisions. I mean, there's 14 seconds left and a half, and he doesn't go for the end zone on the 10-yard right. line. He decides Second to kick down, a field right? goal. Yeah. They got a fourth and one inside our 10. He kicks a field goal, and then he's got a fourth and one out on the 50-yard line, and he, and he decides to go for it and doesn't get it. So there are smart coaches out there, and my point is, look, it, teams game plan the heck out of you, and you just have to constantly you know, re, reestablish yourself and make adjustments. I get nervous when you can't stop the run because it's hard to fix it quickly. And sometimes it's talent. Sometimes it's scheme. They're going to have to hang their hat on something. I don't know what it is, but it's two weeks in a row. And if you really go through the season, you're looking at six out of 11 games or maybe maybe five out of 11 games. Uh, so look, it's just it's a tough game, and we, we're just so into the Seahawks. We think, oh, we're the only team that struggled, and woe is me. Um, look, Jacobs is a stud. I just looked at his stat. He had 930 yards rushing coming into today. He's now on pace for 1,700 yards rushing. Not to have, the, I mean, in all his receiving yards. So we saw it. I mean, I was worried watching the last two games that they played. I go, he is a beast. He's hard to tackle. He's fast. He can do it out of the backfield in the passing game. They set him up nicely. We know Carr. I said, look, if Carr gets hot, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tough game. We know what Adams is all about. So Raiders are a good team with a lousy record, and we just did not play well today. That's all I got. Let's go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, it's tough. But if I want to put my Pete Carroll hat on and kind of flip all this to the positive, man, that's what I'm going to try to do for the rest of this postgame show, man. There's there's some learning um, experiences here. You talked about it, Turbo, um, talked about the wall, and I talked about it in the pregame show. This is the first time that all of our – that all of our rookies have took some time off, right? Mm-hmm. And now they get to come back and they're supposed to be exactly where they were. And um, that could have been a thing. And even for the rest of the team, man, we're, we're still trying to figure this thing out. I know it's late in the season, but this was a season that it, people kind of threw the Seahawks in the trash, right? Mm-hmm. So I know our expectation is really, really high right now, but sometimes it's not going to go perfect. So, we have to be able to navigate through that and continue to find the positive, right? Um, the Seahawks were in this game for a, a large part of this game. It didn't go perfect. They didn't capitalize on certain opportunities that they needed to capitalize. 
Can you get through that? Sometimes, I mean, sometimes you can't, right? So you go back to the drawing board and you try to get this thing fixed. You talked about the running game, Paul, and it is hard to fix. But just like Dig said, we got to fix it. And just like I say, you got to put the fire out or it's going to keep burning. So teams are going to watch this film and we got to get it right. Man, that's the thing about the league. Evidence is out, baby. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Week 11, 12, the evidence is out. The 2022 NFL Salute to Service Award nominations are in, and the Seattle Seahawks are honored to nominate John Schneider for his dedication to the military community. For the first time in the history of the award, 12s have a say in the voting process. Fans can vote once per day until November 30th. So help ensure that John Schneider is one of three league-wide finalists. Head to NFL.com slash salute fan vote to cast your vote. All right, when we return, we're going to hear from Jordan Brooks and Tyler Lockett as they step up to the podium. That's next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Uh, I mean, I think we had a chance to be able to win, and we just didn't pull through. I mean, you know, um, anytime you're in overtime and the kicker misses a field goal and we get good field position, you know, as an offense, we just got to be able to to get our field goal kicker in the best situation to make the field goal. So I think, you know, we had a great chance to be able to do it. And I think, you know, the Raiders did a great job on defense. But I think, you know, just for us on offense, we just got to be able to to just take over in that situation. Sounds like there was some miscommunication on the interception. Can you take us through that play? Oh, I mean, it was, yeah, it was a lot of miscommunication, but I, I'd rather let Pete talk about it. Big picture, what, what do you guys feel like you need to do to get back on track? I think, you know, I think the biggest thing is, you know, you just got to make a decision, you know. Um, you know, unfortunately, we let this game slip away. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, things are still in our control. And, you know, it kind of sucks to see what just took place. But, I mean, everything that we want is still right there in front of us. It's not going to be something that's easy. And I think that's what, you know, sometimes – in life, we all want stuff to be easy to where you don't have to work to the point where it's like either you get it or you don't. And so I think for us, we just got to be able to go back to the drawing board. And I think, you know, this was a game to be able to show us that, you know, if you want it, you got to take it. You know, it's not going to get handed to you. The touchdown catch, can you take us through that? Uh, I mean, Gino did a great job trusting me. Um, you know, we kind of knew how the DBs played. Uh, We knew that they were going to sometimes be in a good position, but, you know, the biggest thing was just being able to finish at the end and understanding that, you know, um, with Gino, we know how he throws the ball. We know um, the places that he's going to put it. And so the biggest thing that Sanjay always um, talks to us about for the most part is just being able to keep running and not being able to slow down, like just in any of our routes, because Gino does a great job just being able to throw it to where we're supposed to be at. Half step on the defender when he threw it. Were you kind of slow playing him off the line? Oh no, I mean, you know, he played mirror technique, so um, you know, I could have at least um, gave better releases to be able to take away some of his ground and run, but I didn't. And so, I mean, with just the way that he played it, he mirrored it, backed up a little bit, and so it gives him a good chance to be able to cut me off, you know. But I mean, the biggest thing is, you know, as a DB, they don't know where the ball is and they don't know your route or where the ball is supposed to go. And so, again, it goes back to um, just being able to learn your quarterback and understand where he's going to put the ball at. Um, a lot of times when DBs get close to you, everybody looks up and you start slowing down. And like I said, if you just keep running through, the DB slows down and you're the one that continues to keep running. And so you end up running past him out that tunnel. 
All right, that was Tyler Lockett. Had a big catch today. I was sitting next to True. Was it True? I was sitting next to Babs. And Babs was like, how do you do that? So he, he hits another gear once the football is in the air. Like, he's stride for stride, and then he gets going. Tyler Lockett with a big catch, Turbo. Yeah, man, he always seems to just show up, um, you know, when things are kind of just not going for the offense. And, you know, that's one why he's one of the best receivers, you know, in the league and in the history of this franchise and, you know, one of the leaders of this football team as well. You know, you can certainly depend on him. Uh, to make the play when needed. All right, let's go back to the podium. We got Jordan Brooks standing by. Jordan, just just how tough is that one to swallow for you guys? It's pretty tough. Supposed to win that game. Yeah, it sucks to lose on the last play like that. So Quander is just saying, you guys, you have the defense going. Seems like you fix a lot of issues to, to have it come back. Just what do you guys feel like you need to do to get things right again? Uh, just watch the film. <clears throat> fix the mistakes during the week and um, everybody just stick together and just keep riding up. What's the challenge when teams just line up to the back and go right at you? Like What's the challenge? What do you need, what do you need to fix to prevent an situation? Uh, we just got to play more physical. Guys got to get off blocks. We got to make tackles. Can't miss tackles. Um, that's what it is, basically. How does that second back thing in the backfield impact the run fits and the gap stuff up front. Does that change anything for you when you get that second guy there? Fullback, you talking? Yeah, when they have the fullback back there. No, it's just, just declaring where they want to run the ball. So uh, anytime they're 21 with the fullback in there, <clears throat> most of the times they're following the fullback wherever the ball's going. What did you see on the, the final touchdown run? I haven't seen it um, during the play. It, it just hit fast. I got to go back and watch the film. Uh, see what happened. What do you feel like collectively as a group you guys need to do to bounce back from this? Um, just keep going. Uh, well, we got six games left. Um, so just keep going. Was there some kind of breakdown on the, uh, the touchdown to the tight end? That uh, what are you talking about? And, uh, they tied the game. Uh, Derek to the tight end. Uh, you were right there. Yeah, we some miscommunication, little stuff. Uh, God supposed to be right there. We just went in the right place, so they scored a touchdown. The, the like flea flicker that they scored on was that? Pete said he just thought it was a really super well executed play. Was that just how open the guy got there? What did you see on that one? Flea flicker. Uh, yeah, I, I don't even remember. To be honest with you, it's a lot of plays today. All right, that was Jordan Brooks. He ain't with the games. Hearing his tone, true. He is not with the games. <laughs> with the games or with the questions or with anything. But that's kind of the tone just of everybody right now. And even us, man, we're, we're just trying to figure out how we navigate this because the expectation, and I talked about this in the last segment, the expectation of the Seahawks has shifted, right? So we expect much more. And we know we can play better. Right. We know we can play better. And the sky's not falling, but we just know we can do better. And you're, you're just upset with yourself. You're, you're uh, the, the players. Everybody's taking a look 
within right now. And we know that we can get this thing fixed, man. Let's get it right, though, right now. Yep, I'm with you. Let's pause 10 seconds to give our network yeah. ch- stations a chance to identify themselves here on the Seattle Seahawks Radio Network. Seattle Seahawks Station. Cairo. Cairo Radio. The conversation. Breaking news direct from the sidelines. And where the 12s hear the Seahawks. KIRO FM Tacoma, Seattle. All right, when we return, we are going to give our player of the game. That is next. The Seahawks fall to the Raiders at home, 40-34. to 34. You know it's time for the player of the game. You guys know what? The player of the game is brought to you by Telluride X-Pro from Kia. Hey. The official partner of the Seattle Seahawks. Who's the player of the game? This is easy. Easy? Easy. Easy peasy. Like Sunday morning. Okay. Mm. What you got? What you got? Padre Diggs. Quandre. Without a doubt. Can you elaborate? Without a doubt. If I, were, if I were not at the game, I need to know yeah, why it's yeah, Quandre. No, Quandre Diggs uh, showed up today, made a couple big plays, two interceptions on the day. And, you know, I mean, just did a really good job uh, back there in the secondary. You know, hadn't had an interception all year long. And boom, boom, gets, you know, gets two interceptions there in the first half. And, you know, kind of really set the tone of the football game, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, unfortunately, we weren't able to continue that. But, uh you know, I, I thought he had an excellent game today. You know what I need you to do? Patent boom, boom. That's your go-to today. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom. boom, boom. boom, boom. boom three boom. of them, I think, is three. Boom, yeah, three. boom, three. boom. boom, boom. boom. Sometimes it's like that left-right hook to the body. Okay. You know what I'm saying? All right. Combo. Yeah. <laughs> or like that one, you know, one, two to the body, and then um coming up top. All right. You know what I'm saying? I got you. <laughs> you feel me? Uh, all that. All right, true. My hey, boom, boom, boom. True. Who you boom, got? Boom, boom, boom. The combination, um, consistent, uh, consistently on the offense that was making things tough on the Raiders' defense. I thought it was DK Metcalf. Man, he came out had eleven uh, receptions for ninety. I think that's a pretty good day, man. He he. Um, that's quiet. He had a quiet day too. Well, yeah, but they um, a couple close calls there, um, catches. If you're a Seahawks fan, if you might say those were catches late there in the game. But right. uh, DK Metcalf definitely, um, definitely came out, played well. So um, that's my player of the game. Did you think that was a catch there in the fourth quarter? Most um, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Me too. At first glance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but After I don't really play. know the letter of the law if you roll and you're going out of bounds and what's this and what's that. I know they change the rules every year, but um, I thought it was a heck of an effort, though. <laughs> a for effort. A for effort. <laughs> Moye. Yeah. Oops, as I knocked myself out there. Um, you know, Jordan Brooks had 16 tackles wow. combined today. I mean, and he had some big hits. He had a pass defense as well. But, yeah, I'm going to go with Diggs. I mean, the first play of the game, he makes an unbelievable interception. He comes back again with another one. Um, and, you know, we've been waiting for that all year. And you can't force interceptions. They either come or they, they don't. But when they come, you just got to be ready and, and make the catch. So I'll give that to him. It's it's tough to give somebody on defense when you give up that many yards. Um, but Diggs, like, he gave us an opportunity. If we had been just, again, just – that fumble, I mean, we didn't have a 10-play drive. They had four this game. We didn't have one 10-play drive, but we had nine play, and then we fumbled that read option, and it was there. I mean, if he had pulled that, it was, you know, for sure a first down. It was second and five at yeah. that time. And they were but, not uh, on the same page no, at all. No, and again, it's just those little things. The refs on that one, again, I'm not blaming the refs at all, but, I mean, it's just a game like this, you just want something to go your way. And we had that one where it was a fumble, and they called, you know, forward progress was stopped. And I always thought that's a chicken, you know, what type of call. Mm-hmm. I go, let the play, 
let the play play out. You can always go to review it. But if you do that and you're wrong, it's over. Mm. And there's nothing you can do. So I thought the refs have been better about that, let the play play out so you can actually go into the review booth. Um, but, you know, I'm getting – I'm basically trying to get as much in here uh, digs for me. <laughs> I wanted to go Gino. 27-37, two touchdowns, one interception. Probably should have three interceptions. And then that mesh is what kind of pushed him to the side for me. Not a bad game by Gino, but not no. his greatest. So I have to join the club, and I'm going to go with Quandre Diggs. Hey. All right. Hey, say, Twelves, now is your chance to weigh in. Follow the Seahawks on Twitter and Instagram to vote for Kia's Electric Player of the Game. Make sure you do that when we return. We're going to look at next week's opponent. That is the Rams. That's coming up next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Time to look at these Los Angeles Rams. I almost said Raiders. Because growing up, the Rams, I'm assuming the Raiders were in L.A. when I was growing up. So I almost, really? almost said Raiders, yeah. I didn't know you was that old, bro. Mm. <laughs> I'm just playing. Don't do it, Turbo. That ain't right, man. Hey, you, Wait, know no, what? Say, man. you know what? Turbo. Boom, boom, boom. I'm about to get you. I'm about to get you. Boom, 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 Turbo. You know where I got that? I don't even care, Turbo. All right. All right. Let's talk about the Rams. The Rams probably don't have Stafford. They don't have Cup next week. They've been a pain in our side for quite a while. They do have a good scheme. Look, it's a game I think hopefully we all know that we have to play perfect every single week. I mean, we're not a great team. We can play great, but we're not a great team that can just go out and show up, turn the ball over, not play well, and all those things. So, look, I think we get right next week. We're a better team than the Rams. They're really struggling offensively. Um, They still have a defense. We know we got Aaron Donald. They still got Ramsey and a few other guys. But this is a game, if we just play it smart, is a game we should win. And they're, I, and they're the most disappointed team in the league. I yeah, mean, go yeah. from Super Bowl champs to a team now looking to get a top ten pick in the draft. That's pretty. That's a big fall. No, I agree with you, Paul. Um, certainly, a, a game that you look at it from a roster standpoint. Look at the injuries that they've suffered this season, uh, and just the way that they've been playing. Lack of execution, undisciplined. Uh, certainly, a game that we should be able to go out and uh, and win on the road, and you know it'll be interesting to see too. L.A. Right, obviously, teams are going to play hard each and every week. Uh, your film is your resume, right? You know, thirty-one team other teams are always watching you, but you know, at least for some of those veteran guys, you mentioned the Aaron Donalds of the world. You know, what's the motivation now? You know, obviously they're going they're going to play. We got to show up to play. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see what kind of effort they show from their side as well. Right. I don't think it really um, – I don't think it matters what the Rams do. Um, I really like what you said, Paul, that we need to get ourselves right, right? And this could be – this could be an opportunity. You talk about this game today, and we missed some opportunities. So this opportunity now, you're playing against a team that's beat up. Let's use this as an opportunity to fix what we need to fix. The Rams came out today – against the Chiefs, they went for 198 um, total yards, 82 passing yards, and 116 rushing yards. So there's some opportunity there. They don't have their guys there. So it's time for us to step up and use this as a stepping stone. It's not that we're looking at this as a um, just a game that we can kind of just come in and win, but we should be able to come in here and do what we need to do. Yeah, and they're banged up. 
Cooper Cup is out. They lost Allen Robinson as well. So uh, a game we should win, but uh, we know how that goes. You got to show up <laughs> and you need to play some football. Today's final score, Raiders 40, Seahawks 34. Right out of the gates, Quandry Diggs creates an opportunity for the offense. First play of the game. How much juice did that give you guys finding the end zone? Uh, I believe he gave us a lot of juice. Um, it's always good to score a touchdown and, you know, change momentum early in the game. And that pick, he got two great picks. And uh, I feel like defense was playing well for us. And I feel like we just got to execute better. On that touchdown run, at what point did you know you had the edge? Because I think you were looking for it there for a few steps. Um, pretty much when I stepped up closer to the corner and I seen he kind of dipped in. And then when I went outside, I felt like I had it. The second touchdown, how did it differ from the first? Oh, okay, I remember now. Um, I feel like I mean, it was a team effort. Like, everything's a team effort, but everybody came in and contributed on that touchdown. You know, my guys pushed me in. I, and that's kind of it. Did you know where you were on the field? Because your legs kept churning for a long time. Did you know when you were in the end zone? Um, I didn't know when I was in the end zone, but I knew I was real close to it. So I just kept pushing, and then... When Kobe came in to push, he was uh, he was pretty much screaming like we scored a touchdown, so that's what I meant. Okay, because I was having a hard time, so I wasn't sure if you were going to be able to see when that happened. I think we all expected a commitment to the running game after Tampa. What kind of happened today with what they were giving you in, in those defensive fronts? Um, I felt like, felt like we just didn't execute well on the run game. Um, yeah, and that's just it. I don't think they did anything too special. You know we knew what they were going to do, but we didn't execute well, and myself included. And I feel like we just got to go back and watch film and get better. So when we talk about executing, is it not getting assignments right? Is it not quite, is it not hitting the holes? Mm -hmm. What part is that? Yeah, uh, both. I believe it's assignments and just not hitting the holes, you know. Uh, some plays, I could have just hit the hole instead of waiting. Some plays, should have waited and waited for the blocks to develop and things like that, you know. Hey, on that fumble, I did not get a chance to see a whole lot of replays. It didn't look like you were expecting the ball on that one. What happened? Yeah, um, you know, it's just a re-option. And, uh, you know, they say running backs, that's how we coach it. It's coached that uh, we're responsible for the mesh. So um, I believe that's on me, the fumble that happened. And, you know, we'll take that and just watch film and get better with it. Well, and everybody on the team is doing that. What else needs to happen going into next week's game? Um, I believe we got to finish. You know, when we get to that point, um, you know, this game we could have won. We didn't finish. And I believe a lot of a lot of times we just got to finish. And that's, that's, the end. that's the end of it. Yeah, two touchdowns for Ken Walker today, but not the yards that the Seahawks were looking for. Just 26 yards as we get that back to you, Bump. Thanks, Jen. Uh, not a lot of yards on the ground when it came to Ken Walker, but had some really good runs. Both touchdowns were impressive. When you look at that run game, Turbo, what was what was missing there? Well, you heard him talk about it, man. He had some, uh, you know, some moments where he was impatient, and uh, you know, and then he had some moments where he was too patient. And you know, I talked a lot about this uh, even before the season when it came to Ken Walker that he was going to have to find his pace uh, within this football game especially when the uh, the bullets are, are are flying at full speed and you know the repetition him being out on the field uh, was going to be really beneficial for him it's a sophisticated position man because 
it takes, you know, it takes carries depending on the game uh, for you to be able to find that rhythm, to really find that feel and identify, man, how you can really take advantage and attack certain defenses. And, you know, listen, we can talk about how the run game was ineffective at the same time that it, it can discourage coaches to continue to run the ball when it's not in their eyes being, you know, where we're not producing on the flip side of it, man, you got to keep attacking it with the run game, man, because at some point uh, it'll break in some games. It just takes longer for the run game to develop and get going than others. All right, let's go back to the locker room. Cody Barton is standing by with Jim Mueller. Cody, last week we saw you with an interception. This week you have the tip that leads to Quandre's second interception. Did you see something different on that player or recognize maybe a play they were trying to go to again? Uh, just film recognition, but we Tampa Bay tried to do that a couple weeks ago and almost got us the one that hit Jordan in the like the neck or something. But anyway, he saved me on that one in Germany, but um, same formation, same play. We've been working on it all week. Um, so as soon as they came out in that formation, I was just tipped to it. And just once my keys confirmed it was, I just you're just right there. And so it makes it easy. You know what I mean? Well, and Quandre Diggs makes it look easy. But what does he do kind of behind the scenes that that allowed him to be in position. We haven't seen him with an interception yet this year. Yeah, he gets two in one night. I mean, disappointed that we had the loss, but the fact that he got two picks in, in one game, that's that's something special in itself. But, um, yeah, Quandre's a hell of a player. Just same thing with him. You know, you know formation-wise, we've been, we've been working as a team all week. And so we didn't say anything to each other because he's back behind me, but I'm pretty sure he knew it was coming too because he was right there. You talk about this week. We saw a lot of energy this week. It seemed like everybody was refocused, particularly around that run game. What is it about Jacobs and the way he runs that makes him tough to bring down? He's a good player. Low center of gravity, strong dude. Um, he's a really good player. Was there anything that they ran that you didn't see on tape? In other words, how much of that was him making something happen versus them running things you hadn't seen? Uh, they really hadn't done much that we hadn't seen on film. Um, and... You know, just we're going to go cut this game up tonight, watch it tomorrow. And I'm not going to say too much about the game as a whole, but this is something we just got to learn from and, and keep moving forward. There's still a lot of ball left. Without details, I'm just going to, like, first guess, they hit on a lot of third downs. Is that Josh McDaniel's play calling, or was that maybe not being as disciplined on some of those? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. That's something you just got to look at the film for. Did that last play call catch you guys off guard, the Jacobs touchdown run? No comment. I mean, my, what do you mean cut me off guard? No, 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 just the team off guard. They oh, go, them running the ball? Them running the ball. If oh, that, sorry. If that caught you guys off guard. He'd oh, I thought you were trying to say, like, I know I got you, I got you. Yeah. Uh, no, no. We figured they were running the ball. You know, 45, the fullback was in the game. They, they've been running all, all game in that formation. So, um, you know, we were expecting the run, and they just have to look at the tape. They just gashed us on one. So what did Pete say after this one? Same thing I've been saying, you know, it's just time to just take a step back. You know, there's no there's no need to point fingers or anything like that. It's just self-reflect, watch the film, and then from there we're going to hit the ground running. It's a lot of ball. Okay. There you go. We'll get that back to you, Bob. Thanks, Jen. Uh, Paul Moya. Cody Barton has been <laughs> – he's been playing some good football as of late, and I think that play that helped out Quandre was one of the best – of the season for him. I mean, I love his interception as well, but I think attacking the football while it's in the air and he's not in prime position has kind of been um, one of his weaknesses, but 
He looked good on that play. Yeah, I mean, he carried a seam. Uh, he was. I, I thought they were trying to throw a back shoulder seam, you know, which has become more and more popular. And so he played it fantastic. And he has been playing better. Um, you know, that last play, I, again, we – we don't know who's the issue. To me, I, I talked about it earlier. There's there's a lot of people who didn't play it well. I don't know if there was a missed assignment, but again, stopping the run is a very is way more difficult than people think. They say, "How can you not stop the run?" I go, so it's the hardest thing to teach because you got to have everybody not just in their gaps, but playing it properly, squeezing the hole. And the other one is, look, you got to get off blocks. Um, you know, it's it's okay to be blocked. They always say, but it's a sin to stay blocked. And so they, they've got some, some work to do on that. And I, you could hear their frustration. All right, let's go to the locker room once again. Marquise Goodwin is with Jim Mueller. Marquise, this was a really abrupt way to see a game end. What was Pete's message? Um, really just control what you can control for right now and uh, come back ready to work this next week. We saw several big explosive plays on third down late in the game. But what was the challenge in getting two manageable third downs today? Uh, I don't know. I got to go look at uh, some of the films just so I can give a better answer. But really, it boils down to just executing, honestly. Coming out of the Tampa game, we talked so much about getting that run game going. I know that it was a point of emphasis. Can you identify kind of why those lanes weren't there today? I'm not even in the trenches. I don't even know what runs were, what. I'm just out there trying to do my job. Trying, fa- trying hard to run fast and block downfield for the backs. Is this an example of why the numbers don't tell the entire story when you look at the Raiders and, and kind of what their record was and the stats? Hey, I've said in an interview before, stats are like bikinis. They show a lot, but not everything. So at the end of the day, you can't judge a team off of what they've done before. It's all about today. There were a couple of turnovers and big moments. The interception in the end zone, then Gino comes back and he throws a touchdown to Tyler. What does that tell you about the quarterback? Gino is a diamond. He's a beast. I'm rocking with him, win, lose, or draw. Quandre Diggs with a couple of interceptions today. His first two of the season yes. should have been more earlier. Hey, we'll take what we can. I'm excited for Quandre, man. Um, obviously missing one earlier this year at home and just coming back, bouncing back two in the first quarter was amazing. Given the fact that the first interception came on the first play of the game, is it surprising you couldn't grab more momentum early? Um, I don't know. I don't really know how to answer that question. So then when you take a look to next week, because I know you're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this one, what needs to be addressed? Um, that's not up for me to say. You know, um, I think we just need to focus and keep doing our thing. And we lost today. Just come back and try to prepare for to get a win next week. As a vet, what would you tell some of the young guys about looking ahead to next week? Um, we still got a lot of football left. Just focus on, you know, what we can control, and that's it. All right, we'll get that back to you, Bum. Thanks, Mueller. We just heard some bars right there. <laughs> Stats are like bikinis. They show a lot. But not everything. Can I, I use that in an argument with my I, wife? Yeah, go for, go for it. Let me know how that. <laughs> let me know how that works for you. You know, I did uh, Jen's role back in the early 2000s, sideline and locker room interviews. That is a tough job. Yes, after it is. Loss. Sounds like it. Yeah. And you can hear the. You ask a million different questions, and 
you know, you get a lot of blank stares and, and tough, tough answers. So uh, good job, Jen, because that's not an easy thing to do. Yeah, Mueller is a soldier. All right, when we return, we are going to go over some highlights. We're going to recap that thing. That's coming up next for on your home for the Seahawks, 710 Seattle Sports and Cairo Radio, 97.3 FM. Time for these highlights, Turbo. Yes, it's coming yes, after a loss, but you know what? We still bring that same energy whenever we do this. So let's get this thing going. First play of the game, Quandre Diggs gets it going. He intercepts Derek Carr, first interception of the day. Already on the first offensive play, the play fake, and Carr wants to throw, and he does. Across the middle, and it's intercepted. Diggs picks it off, 30, turns up field, 25-20, knocked out of bounds. He was trying to go with Carr to Devontae Adams on a crossing route on the first play of the game. He missed Adams, but he hit Diggs right in the hands. Diggs, he hits the ground, pops up. It's his first interception of the season, and he gets it down to the red zone. The Seahawks are in business on the very first play of the game. Exactly what the doctor ordered. Diggs has been waiting, praying for an interception, man. And um, great play. And we've been talking about it, Bump, that the free safety's in the back, so he's not necessarily always going to have all the interceptions, but he hasn't been having his name called. And I've been saying it's a good thing, but he stepped up, made an interception. Great play. Two plays later, Ken Walker goes 12 yards. He scores a touchdown, gets the scoring going, 7-0 Seahawks. Handoff inside to Walker, starts inside, bounces it out to the right. Down to the 10, down to the 5, he dives, he's in, touchdown, Seahawks. Two plays, the Seahawks are on the board from 12 yards out. The touchdown run by Ken Walker the third. Walker now with his eighth rushing touchdown of the season. He has been a godsend for the Seahawks as the Seahawks go up 6-0, looking for the seventh point from Jason Myers. K-9 showing that explosiveness, man, playing that left foot into the ground a couple times, getting around the right corner to the outside, and then boom, getting into the end zone for a Seahawks touchdown. Later on in the first quarter, the Raiders will go 11 plays, 75 yards, capped off by this Amir Abdullah. 18-yard pass from Derek Carr, 7-7, all knotted up. Abdullah in the backfield, three receivers left side. Carr starts under center, now he backs away. In the sunny portion of the field, takes a shotgun snap, here comes the blitz. Carr has time, looks, going to throw on a wheel route, and it's going to be a touchdown to the Raiders. Amir Abdullah turned up field. He got behind Diggs. That's how you beat a safety rolling down to the flats, right? You show him the out, he bites on the out, then you swing that thing up the sideline. That's what happened right there. And credit where credit is due. That was a dime by Derek Carr. All right, but Diggs ain't done. He gets another pick. Here it is. Jacobs, the single setback, play fake to him. Carr stands, throws down the middle, ball's tipped, ball's intercepted, digs again to the 45, to the 40, run out of bounds on the far side in front of the Raiders bench. Ball was intended for Moreau. It was tipped up, and Diggs was right there. Diggs, he has been waiting for a pick this season. He gets two of them in the first 15 minutes of play here against the Raiders, and the Seahawks are back in business. 
Yeah, I got to give Cody Barton credit for that when he carried the seam, tipped the ball, and God, it was exactly where we hoped the game would start. Get some turnovers, get car frustrated, jump on these guys early. Thought it was going to be a good night. But you know what? It's kind of like bikinis. No, I'm teasing. (laughs) (laughs) All right, the Raiders were not done. They're pulling out the tricks now. Derek Carr, a little flea flicker. He finds Hollins for a 36-yard touchdown, 14-13 Vegas. First and 10 at the 36 of the Hawks' eye backfield. Jacobs gets the handoff, little flea flicker, and it's going to be thrown. The ball is caught, and running across the field, Hollins all by himself, and he's going to score. Touchdown, Raiders. Terrific play call by the Raiders as they hand it to Jacobs, who starts up into the line, turns and flips it right back to the quarterback car, and Hollins, the other receiver, Mac Hollins, runs across the field from right to left, I mean, there was nobody within 25 yards of him. And from 36 yards out, the Raiders have tied the game and are looking to go ahead by a point. This was just a good play call. It looked like they were trying to get Devontae Adams involved. He he was the top receiver on that. Hollins, I think he might have been the second option. But like Steve Raven said, he was wide open. Great catch. Touchdown. All right. Geno and the Seahawks would turn the football over. Then the Vegas Raiders would waste no time. One play, 30 yards, a 30-yard run touchdown by Josh Jacobs, making the score 21-13 Vegas. The Raiders have at the bottom line is first and 10 at the Seattle 30. Eye backs, the toss to Jacobs, comes right side, breaks two tackles, stiff arms another, and he's gone. Seahawks miss three tackles, and Jacobs takes it into the end zone, and there are a lot of Raiders fans here and you can hear him cheering in the background as Josh Jacobs just ran for 30 yards in a touchdown and the Seahawks right now are stunned on their near sidelines. Yeah, this was a nice physical run by Josh Jacobs and he did it throughout the entire football game and threw a stiff arm on one of our guys, broke free and got into the end zone for a score. The question was how are the Seahawks going to respond? Geno gets the football, completes five out of five. A big one here to Tyler Lockett, 35-yard touchdown, making the score 21-20 Vegas. Shotgun formation again, kind of a full house backfield. Here comes the blitz. Geno looks, going to lay it up over the top. Got a man out there. It is Lockett. He has got it. Touchdown, Seahawks. An absolutely perfect rainbow pass that dropped right into the arms of number 16. His first catch today was worth the wait. A 35-yard touchdown strike from Geno Smith. The Seahawks have pulled it within two, 21-19. Tyler Lockett talked about this in his interview. Um, the wide receivers always know where the ball is going. So he, he kept it smooth and kept it natural, didn't show anything. It kind of like the ball wasn't even coming to him. And if you look at the DB on this one, he slowed up for a quick second. Tyler kept running. Touchdown. Great play. All right, we get to the fourth quarter. The Hawks go seven plays, 47 yards, a beautifully designed play to Travis Homer. When he is in that game, you're thinking he's there for pass pro. A little play action, leak him into the flat. There's a touchdown, 34-27 Seahawks. Homer's in the backfield, play fake. Homer out in the flat, far side has it, turns up field 10, 5, he dives! Touchdown, Seahawks! What a great play call by Shane Waldron. 18 yards out, everybody thought an inside handoff on a third and one. 
but a little flip pass into the right flat, and Homer does the rest. Turns up field from 18 out. The Seahawks go on top, 33 to 27. Rabel started puberty about 55 years later than most people. But, uh, look, I, Travis Homer has become a player for us. And that was a play into the flat, and he ended up cutting that thing all the way back towards the, the hash marks and, and a really nice run. And, you know, it's hard to, to crit- criticize an offense that puts up 34 points, but I would have loved to see more of those type of matchups where we get guys in space, take shots downfield like Tyler Lockett, just those one-on-one situations. Man, we might have been able to score 50 today. Moore, you talked about the Seahawks did not have a drive in the double digits, and the Vegas Raiders did. They go 10 plays, 75 yards, is capped off by a five-yard touchdown pass to Foster Moreau. Derek Carr on third and goal from the five. He's going out of the shotgun. Amir Abdullah in the backfield with him. Devontae Adams wide to the right side. Carr looks right. Carr scrambles. Carr throws to the back of the end zone. Ball is caught for a Raiders touchdown in the back of the end zone. It was the tight end, Moreau, who Carr has missed a half a dozen times tonight. This time he hits him in the back corner from five yards out. And the Raiders are a point away from tying this up. This is one of those plays where it's tough on the defense. The quarterback has time. It's kind of like a scramble drill, plaster, and all that kind of stuff on the back end. And Derek Carr, man, he found this man in the corner of the end zone. Very tough play on the defense. Good play by Derek Carr, and this one really hurts. You get into overtime. You force a punt. Then you go three and out on offense for the Hawks. Then the Vegas Raiders get the football. You're saying, okay, there's about five minutes left on the clock. All you got to do is hold these guys. And Josh Jacobs had one of his best days as a pro, one of his biggest runs as a pro. He goes 86 yards, walk-off touchdown, 40-34, bad guys. First and 10 for the Raiders at their own 14. Adams is wide to the near side. He's got Tariq Willen on him. Ibax in the backfield behind Carr, who goes under center. The handoff to Jacobs straight ahead, and he's got running room. There he goes, and he's going to take off. He's going to win this football game. He's going to go the length of the field is Jacobs, 86 yards, and the Raiders are going to beat the Seahawks at Lumen Field on an 86-yard run from scrimmage. You know, on this play, we we beat this one to death. But here's as a former safety safety on the last line of defense those runs are on the secondary you're going to pop some runs against linebackers and defensive line we're playing cover two and that can't happen i mean that should have been an eight yard play and instead we take bad angles um and i I could hit three of the secondary now the the, actually the the front play where uh, the left corner uh we got a linebacker sitting outside he should have known that immediately and he should have backed up a little bit just in case um, I got two safeties there. One gets blocked. One takes a bad angle. So, again, I'm not, like, mad at him, but I'm just like, that is an experience to me. That last touchdown that we just uh, talked about, the one where he worked the back of the end zone, True and I talked about that. Defensive guys who have got experience, we know what they're trying to do, work the back side of the – or the back end of the end zone. And so it's just experience. you got to live with some of that, unfortunately. All right. Those were the highlights from the loss – 40 to 34 that the Hawks suffered at home against the Las Vegas Raiders. When we return, 
We'll give you our unsung hero that is next in your home for the Seahawks. Seattle Sports 710 and Cairo News Radio, 97.3 FM. It's time to show some love, man. You know, every game there's a guy who um, does his job. Win or lose, he does his job, and he might not get the flowers from the guys on ESPN or even guys like us. So since we uh, we honor those guys, we've come up with a segment called Our Unsung Heroes. And uh, I'm going to go with the guy with the fresh hat, though, that corduroy Seahawk hat. I got something <laughs> like it. Take so that, I got to wait that, two that, weeks before I wear mine's because <laughs> you wore yours this week. Going with two, three. Okay, okay. So um, Devontae Adams is the man, right? And he's been going crazy last couple weeks. So my unsung hero is Michael Jackson. He didn't let him go off the charts and have a million yards, right? And if you look at some plays, I was watching them the whole game. There were some plays where Adams, I felt like, was the first read, and he had to come off of that a couple times, man, and do some things that he didn't want to do. So I thought that was a win. If you're you're looking at it play by play and look at, um, I guess, the what ifs or what could have happened. So I give Michael Jackson his credit. You're going up a big time wide out, and you didn't let him go off. Mike Jack. Turbulence. Had a lot of turbulence on my flight flying in from Pullman. I didn't like it. Nah. Nah. Weather? Yeah, it was a little windy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Small planes out of Pullman, too, man. Mm, I don't yeah, like that. True. Yeah, I feel you. The little propellers. Planes. I ain't with the propellers, man. <laughs> Crop duster. <laughs> uh, no, my unsung hero uh, today is Travis Homer. Uh, came in and uh, had a big play uh, in a you know critical situation in a football game. I believe it was a third down. They ran a roll right uh, type of play. Boom, boom, boom. Gets the ball. Makes a couple guys miss. And you know, gets gets into the end zone, and that was a you know that was a big play for us in that football game. Moye, I struggle on this one because um, I'm not sure if this he's an unsung hero, but I, I'm gonna go with Jordan Brooks. Um, hopefully, I'm allowed to go that route. 16 combined tackles. Um, I was watching him in the passing game, get underneath some routes. I think he had one pass defense as well. Um, he was all over the field, man. He looked gassed too. You know, I mean, you put that kind of effort. Um, I, I again, I'm struggling with one today because offensive line, I was just I couldn't really see anybody dominate at all. Uh, defensive line, you know, Puna Ford had that early sack, so I thought maybe that'd be there, but I didn't see him really pop much after that. So I'm gonna go with Jordan Brooks. All right, y'all don't be mad at me, okay? I ain't gonna be mad. I'm going with Jason Myers, man. Two for two field goals. I like it. He's I 11 like for his last 11. This dude's only missed. One field goal this regular season. Only one. I like it, Bob. And he went two for two, man. You're a good guy, True. <laughs> just a good dude, man. Just a great guy, man. Glass is always half full. Yeah, true, true, man. Us cool's got to stick together, I love together, hanging man. out yeah. with you, man. Cool's you make me stick always together. feel good. It's been a tough weekend for us, man. We got to <laughs> stick together here. You know what? It's been a tough one for all of us. Yeah. Uh, not one of us won our rival game. I thought for sure oh, I was going to no. feel happy going in after tonight, going home. And, uh, yeah, the Seahawk went, man, I just – we got to get this one. We got to get on to next week, man, because this is a bitter, bitter one to swallow. Tough yeah, weekend for all of us, even our intern. Well, I need to brush my teeth. Who goes to the Ohio State University. 
your butt out the CFP, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing that made me feel good. I was happy about when that. When we return, we're going to give an opponent preview. That is the Los Angeles Rams. That's covered up next on your home for the Seahawks. Seattle Sports 710 and Coward News Radio 97.3 FM. But I don't even think it's about the Rams anymore, right? It's about the Seahawks. Like, where do you go from here? How do you prepare for this team? What are the things that need to be fixed to make sure that you compete at the highest level and give yourself the best chance when you go down to La La Land and take on the Rams? Look, it's easy to overreact because the amount of yards the defense did. We lost in overtime. So it's not like we're dog doo-doo, right? I mean, we're still a good team. Um, we just didn't play the run very good defensively and offensively. Well, look, we left some points on the board out there, and you know, by by not making a few plays here and there. Um, you'd think, and we've all been there, right? Where you have to go back to all right, we're going back to the basics again, guys. Getting off blocks, making sure you're in the right gap, you know, just the basics. But you just came off a bye week, which you probably already had that, and so. Look, this is why Pete gets paid the big bucks. It's not that easy to be a leader, you know, coming off two-game loss. You never want those kind of streaks. So I, I, I believe Pete will get these guys ready. I think the talent is absolutely there. I, we got to do a few things schematically again defensively, and I think they'll correct it. I think True said something really profound earlier about the bye week, uh, you know, and, and the young guys on the football team. And when he when he when he mentioned it, you know, he was saying about like, you know, the bye week and the young guys kind of learning like what to do during that time. And, you know, uh, I thought to myself, I said, you know, that that's really true, because I guarantee there's a lot of those guys next season. They're going to be like, I'm, I'm going to do this differently this time around mm-hmm. than I did what last, you know, last year when I was a you know, when I was a rookie. Uh, and so certainly some things to, um, you know, to fix and, you know. Hopefully we put out a better outing next week. Right. And I think just again, I'm putting on my Pete Carroll cap, right? And I always want to be positive. Paul, you talked about that we don't have to scrap this thing. It's going back to the details, going back to the basics. If you can do drills to figure out how to tackle and how to get on the right leverage and do all these things. And again, we lost in overtime. So we don't have to just throw away this season. So let's fix these little things. Let's refocus. And let's get back to business. And this should be a week that, you know, the Rams are down. So we should be able to take care of business. And let's do what we came to do, man. Let's make it happen. You know, I'll leave something for the, the 12s. Remember, again, this is not an excuse, but just something to hang your hat on a little bit. We're the third youngest team in the NFL. You know, so with that, there's growing pains along the way. And, you know, our tackles are still learning. Our corners are still learning. We Middle linebackers, all those guys, we really first year playing these positions. And so, you know, sometimes you go two steps forward, one step back. And that today was a, a step back. All right. Step back. But we move forward. And it's been awesome, guys.